encourage you every uh, month, the first uh, Saturday of the month, we go out to share the gospel. And I'm glad for my brother that, you know, encouraged me. I'm going to be knocking on their doors. There's nothing to fear. Uh, the Jehovah's Witnesses and the Mormons, they don't care. Uh, they are doing it. And I encourage every one of you to join me next time. I will encourage you to come with me and uh, see what God will do. Oh, they come to our church, they go somewhere else. It doesn't matter. But I told them, I'll see you in heaven. Amen? I'll see you in heaven. Today is a healing Sunday. I, but we're talking about healing, not just for... Uh, the physical healing that's too we want you to be healed and God will heal you but also this has to do with your your finances your children your marriage anything that you consider not going well in your life God made provision for it and wants to heal it whatever it is God wants to heal and God wants to heal you. If there is an addiction and you need it to be broken, yes. This morning, God can break it. God will break it. Whatever it is that you desire Him to do, He will do it this morning. Why? How do I know that? God is God. And when we gather like this, He is here with us. He is here with us. You can't see him, but he is the most active person in this place right now. He is doing a lot of work right now. He is speaking to hearts right now, telling you how much he loves you, how much he's missed your presence in his life. He wants you to be close. He wants the best for you. Jesus announced, he said, I came that day, that's you and I, that they may have life. And that they may have it more abundantly. If you are sick in any area of life, it's not God's will. It's not God's will for you. God didn't bring it to you. If you're suffering in any area of life, yes, God sees what's going on, but it's not His will. He didn't bring it to you, and you can divorce yourself of it, and He will be on your side. He knew what you were like before you came to him and what you are like even right now. And he still loves you. He will give his life for you just as you are right now. He won't hesitate because of his love for you. And he wants us well. He wants us to be part of his family. We are part of the family of the supernatural being. He is never sick. And so we should never be sick. Yes, we are tempted to be sick, but it's not God's will for us to accept it. Because Jesus paid the price for us to be, sick, to be well. In every area of life, you can be well. You can be well. And that's what I want to share with us this morning. And you will receive your healing. And it will be instant. Some of you may not even know that you've been healed until you get home and you discover the pain is gone. I don't have these problems. God is going to release his angels into your lives today. After this service, you go home with a few angels, new ones that's going to be working for you on your behalf that God will assign to you. That's what God, the word scripture says that God has given this uh, ministering spirit, send them out to minister to us, in other words, to serve us. 
those who are heirs of salvation. They're there. They're there for you. That's how much He loves you. That's how much He cares for you. If you think in your heart that God doesn't care, you're being deceived. If you think God has forgotten you, you are being deceived. Satan is coming to your life. If you think God is fighting you because of something that you've done in the past or because of something that happened in the past in your family or something that somebody did in your family that's happening, God has nothing to do with you, with that. He is not against you. He is for you. Period. He is for you. Period. God said in the word in the scriptures, Romans chapter eight, if He didn't withhold His Son, there's nothing bigger than His Son. Nothing in the whole universe. Nothing more important than His Son, Jesus Christ. If He never held His Son back. But released him so that I can have good life. Who is going to stop me from having good life? His son was supposed to die so that I can have a good life. He said himself, I came that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. When you're sick, you're not having abundant life. That's the truth. When you're sick, you're feeling terrible. And sickness is evil. I tell you why I know sickness is evil. When one person is sick in the home and if it's a deadly sickness, the whole home, every member of the family is held captive because you don't know what's going to happen. He steals from you because you now begin to give your money to the doctors. What you should buy food with for your children, now the doctor takes away from you. And all of that, pills and all of the pharmacies, that everyone is taken from you because there is a sick person in your home. How could that be the will of God for your life? How could that be the will of God for you? It's never the will of God. Thank God, Jesus died on the cross. Many, I always thought that Jesus died for us, died for our sins. And later discovered it wasn't only for our sins. He also died for our sickness. The Bible tells us very clearly that Jesus bore our sickness on his own body just as he bore our sins. And if he bore our sins, then I can be free from sin just by knowing the truth. And if he bore my sickness, I can be free from sickness just by knowing the truth. I can't free myself but Jesus said, if the Son makes you free, therefore, he said, if the Son makes you free, you will be free indeed. Amen? amen. Can I hear an amen? amen? Yes. So, the question is, do I have to labor for my miracle? That's the title of the message. Do I have to work for my miracle? Do I have to labor for my miracle? You know, the conventional wisdom in Christianity is, you don't have to do anything. You don't have to work for your miracle. Well, that's somewhat true, but we like to examine the scriptures, what Jesus said. Okay? <laughs> you don't have to work good works to receive your miracle, good works will not make you qualify for a miracle. Laboring to do good works is not going to make you have your miracle. But let's talk about labor. Do I have to labor for my miracle? Father, Spirit of the living God, you're here today to heal. To confirm the words of Jesus with signs following. Your word says you walked with the disciples and you confirm the words with signs following and I believe you're doing that this morning I believe you've already done that this morning 
people have already received their healing in their finances, in their bodies, in their families, in their relationships, in their health, their emotions. I believe you've done that. In Jesus' name, amen. Now the scripture tells us in John chapter 6 that Jesus performed a great miracle by feeding 5,000 men without counting the children and the women. 5,000 men with five loaves of bread and two fish. That was a great miracle. And the people were excited. They had never seen anything like it. Thousands of people, just from two, five loaves of bread, they were excited. They, in fact, the scripture says in, in John chapter 6, they decided this is God to be the prophet that God said will come into the world. No doubt in our heart, this is the prophet. Right after that miracle, Jesus dismissed them. And they were ready to come back the next day. <laughs> Jesus dismissed them, and then he dismissed his disciples. They went into a boat, and they went across the sea to the other side. But Jesus didn't go with them. And you know the story. Afterward, Jesus walked on water and went to be with them, and they went to the other side. Now, the next day, the multitude gathered themselves together, and they were looking for Jesus. They knew Jesus didn't get in the boat with them, so they wanted to know what happened. Why is he not here? We need him. He's got to be that prophet. We've got, we've got to be with him. So they understood in their mind, he must have you know, taken a ship and gone to the other side. And there were other ships there. So they got in the boat, and they went across, and they they actually found Jesus. And they said, Master, how did you get here? How did you get here? And this is what Jesus replied to them. In John 6, 26 and 27, he says, Most assuredly, Jesus said, I say to you, you seek me not because you saw the signs. You seek me not because you saw the signs, but because you ate the loaves and were filled. They needed bread. They wanted to eat. Just begin to manufacture your bread for us. We love this thing. We don't have to work anymore. We just eat bread. We'll stay with you. Just feed us. Jesus said, you seek me not because you saw the signs, but because you had bread. In other words, if you came because you wanted to see more signs, Jesus was good with that. He loved that. He was okay if you came because of the signs. It would be good. God approves of that. If you came in just to have more signs, you want to see what God is doing, God, Jesus is he's ready for that. He, he will approve of that. He says, that's good. That's a good thing. But if all you want is the earthly bread, he says, that's not good. Then he said, do not labor for the food which perishes. Do not labor for the food which perishes. But for the food, in other words, labor for the food which endures to uh, everlasting life, which the Son of Man will give you. In other words, if you labor for this food that will lead to everlasting life, the Son of Man will what? give you that. You will get it. But you need to labor. Not my words, his words. Not my words, his words. Amen? You need to labor. He says, don't labor for the food. If you eat it right now, it's over. 
If you labor for all of that stuff, one time you have it, the next time it's gone. But I want you as a man, not good works, but labor, fight hard to get that thing that the Son of God is willing to give you. If you came to me for signs and you labor, you know what Jesus called labor was seeking him. When they, they seek him, the fact that they sought him, he said, you seek me not because you see the, you saw the signs, but you had bread. So if you seek him, that's your labor. You labor by seeking him. And as you seek him, he says, when you labor for that, the son of man will give you that. Amen. It's simple. It's very simple. The son of man will give you. If you labor a little bit, he'll get it. Now many times we're going through difficulties and we're looking for some anointed brother to lay his hands on us. Amen. I was leaning in the spirit. But the next day you're still the same. Nothing has changed. No labor. Have you ever wondered why people they are so desperate for their healing? They're in church and they figured nothing's happened and then they travel out because they heard that somebody was praying for the sick over there you heard that and they come back healed I finally understood why they labored for it they couldn't take no for an answer they, they got this place they prayed for them nothing happened they said no I heard there's something going on there Jesus is doing something and so they went seeking God not the person but God and they got their healing it used to baffle me. Why? Why, 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 why? Is God not here? Sometimes when you get to the place where you don't care anymore, and people are saying, well, it's God. Let God do what he wants. Uh-uh. No. Think about Hezekiah. In Second Kings chapter 20, Hezekiah the king, he was sick, the Bible says, unto death. He was about to die. He was sick. And I'm sure he was seeking the Lord. And then all of a sudden, the prophet Isaiah, probably one of the greatest prophets in the Old Testament. I mean, he's the gospel preacher of the Old Testament because he talked more about Jesus and what Jesus would do than any other prophet. He, talk, he prophesied the virgin and all of that. He's a great prophet. That same prophet, Isaiah, walked up to Ezekiah and said, Get your house in order. Thus said the Lord, you're going to die. You're going to die. You know, most of us, <laughs> that sells it. He's the Lord. What can I do about it? He said, hey, prophet, when? But as soon as the prophet said that, he stepped out. Hezekiah turned himself around, faced the wall, and started talking to God. He said, God, you can't do that. That's my word, not him. <laughs> he says, no. God, you see, I have been faithful to you. Just like David, my father. I can die. No. But notice something. He wasn't depending on doctors. He knew God had the ultimate. God is the only one that can take control of his pain. God is the only one that can bring comfort to his pain. He knew doctors could help, but this time with a sentence from God, no one will take that sickness away. If the sickness left, it's got to be from God. So he had to face God. No doctors, nobody, no other person but God. He started talking to God. God, no. I had to live more. 
And he started showing God. And the prophet Isaiah was on his way to his home. He was right at the middle. Of, he hadn't even gotten to the middle of his court. The king's court. And God came back and said, go right back to him. You know how many years God gave him? 15 years. No. 15 more years. And God said to the prophet, go back and tell him. Tell him this. That I heard your cry. I mean, you cry to God. I heard your cry and I'll heal you. And he says, the third day, you'll show you, I'll see you in, uh, in, in my house worshiping. That means in three days time. Many times we are prayed for. And after we are prayed for, because we didn't feel anything, we believe we were not healed and we stay sick. Hezekiah wasn't healed instantly after the great prophet spoke to him. But God said in three days time, you'll be okay. And after three days, he was in church. Amen. Amen. Praising God. With 15 years in his pocket. Amen. 15 years. And the Bible tells us Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. God is the same God. What he did for Hezekiah, he can do for us today if we will believe him. Jesus said, if you believe all things are possible, not just to people who are faithful, just the believer. He was the believer. All things are possible if you can believe. If you can only believe. So there is labor involved. The guy labored. He said, no, no, God, that ain't right. That's American. That ain't right. <laughs> Trying to practice my American sense. <laughs> hey, stop laughing. <laughs> but God heard him. In Mark chapter 5, there is a story about a woman with the issue of blood. 12 years 12 years we've had that happen in this church also there was a lady that I was told before we went to England I went with Pastor Andy and she told she was she had an issue of blood they got, went to the doctor it won't stop and uh, they told me about her and I told her I'm going to England when I get back we're going to have a healing service why don't you come to the healing service and that God will take care of it and she did she came and guess what God took care of it. He stopped. But this woman had the issue of blood. And Luke tells us that he had, and Luke and Mark said the same thing. He, she paid doctors, again, stealing from her. And the Bible says her condition didn't get better. It got worse. And it, it's something, if you're losing blood, you know you got to get weak. And she was getting weaker by the day. And she was sick. And she, she was a woman that would not say, would not take no. She wanted to be well. She gave everything just to be well. And she was getting even worse. Many of us would lose hope. But God knew her heart that she wanted to live. She wanted to live and be, be somebody that's productive in the society, not just chasing healing. And God heard. And the Bible says, but then she heard about Jesus. Amen. How many of us heard about Jesus? We've been in this thing, we've been depressed, all kinds of things happening to you, your family, and all of that. Anxiety, like we said. You've heard about Jesus. What did you hear about him? Did you hear that he can heal and that he heals everybody that comes to him for healing? You heard it. 
She heard it. And she knew it was a tough thing to be in the public going to Jesus. But she decided anyway, I'm going. This is it. And I'm sure she was asking questions. Did you, did, did, were you there? Did you see the miracles? He said, yeah, we saw. The man was dead. And Jesus walked up there and said a word. And the man woke up. She says, really? That's just me, okay? But that's how people hear the news. Amen? That's how they hear the news. She says, really? You mean the person was really dead? Say, dead, dead, dead. And Jesus healed? Wow. Oh, let me tell you the story about the blind man. He was born blind. Really? And Jesus just made clay. Oh, clay? And put on his eyes? Yeah. And then what happened? He told the man, go and take a shower, just... Bring yourself and you come. And the man came saying, you're kidding. Yeah, he came saying. She said, boy, I don't have to do it. I just touch his clothes. That's good enough for me. Amen. That's gospel according to good luck. Because <laughs> you can read that in the scripture. But she made herself, I got to touch him. I got to touch him. How am I going to work this out? There were a lot of people following Jesus. And she says, as weak as she was. She was pushing them aside. You know how to get from the back all the way to the to next to the guy? That's a lot of work, right? She labored. She labored for a miracle. She wasn't discouraged by the multitude. She was going to get to him regardless. Even if he kills her, she'll get to him. And she labored until, I'm sure, when it was just two people ahead of her, she's about shaking. Oh boy, I'm close. This is going to be something. And she touched, and the rest of it is history. The power came from the Lord into her body. And she was healed. Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. You just haven't touched him the way she touched him. You haven't labored the way she labored. I want to labor like that when I'm sick. I want to labor like that when Satan is come against my family. I want to do something about it. Sometimes when it's really hard, the thing to do is separate yourself from everybody. And God knows your heart. When you separate yourself, maybe in a day of fasting, just one day, because God has said to do that. Separate yourself. I'm, tell you, I'm telling you, your hour, that hour with God, your life will never be the same. When God gives, delivers something to you, He stays with you till you die. He gives His gifts and callings are without repentance. He's there for you. Convince yourself God is on my side. I may not understand everything that's happening around me, but He's on my side. And if He's on my side, it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay regardless. It's going to be okay. Amen? amen. Can I hear an amen from you guys? Amen. Thank you, Lord. So he's on your side. Think about another fellow that really labored. Blind by 10 years. He was blind. And I'm sure, again, like that woman, she, he had heard stories about Jesus healing the blind and healing all the sick no one was left as long as he, you were part of Israel he'll heal you if you ask him he was their messiah he had no chance 
to meet Jesus. And but then this good day came. His hour came. Amen. And Jesus was coming out of Jericho with a multitude of multitude of people. They were following him. And I'm sure they now every time you follow Jesus, you got something to talk about because he had just done a few miracles. Amen. I will be talking. So they were talking and they followed Jesus, a multitude of people following Jesus. And uh, I'm sure the guy was asking, what's all this noise about? He's blind. What's all this noise about? What's going on? I never heard noise like this. What's going on? What is fit? What's happening? And he said, Jesus of Nazareth. He said, Jesus who? You mean the prophet that's healing everybody? He said, yeah, he's just walking by you now. Oh, he's got his arrow. He started yelling. Jesus, son of David, what he was saying, you are the Messiah. You are the one God is sent to help us. Now, here I am, you got to help me. Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Now, God is a merciful God. When you ask God for mercy, what you are saying is calling his name. He's in the essence of God himself. Because his mercy endures forever. He's very merciful. And Jesus, the guy was saying, show me some mercy. Now every time Jesus decides to show mercy, somebody gets healed. Amen. <laughs> Read the scriptures. When he comes in with compassion, and then the Bible says he was moved with compassion. That's a lot of mercy. Guess what he does? Everybody gets healed. Amen. I don't care what you got. Everybody gets healed. When Jesus is moved with compassion, he was moved with compassion for the people, so he fed 5,000 people. He's moved. But that's who he is. The guy was crying, Jesus, son of David. He identified him. So Jesus knew, he knew who, what he was talking about. He knew the scriptures. Son of David, have mercy on me. And the fellow said, man, you're yelling, so you're disturbing us. Be quiet. I think here, I was talking to a guy one time, he didn't want to hear what I was saying. He said, I ain't studying you. I mean, I'm not paying attention to you. The guy was saying, I'm not studying you guys. He said, the Bible said he yelled even louder. <laughs> Above everyone that was speaking, this guy was saying, today is my day. And you guys, you unbelieving believers following him, I'm going to get my miracle. Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And Jesus heard and stopped. That's why you don't have to listen to individuals when they're telling you, uh, forget it, it won't happen. Don't listen to them. Don't listen to them. Because the same guy is trying to get uh, steal your miracles from you. When Jesus begins to call for you, they will say, be of good cheer. He calls for you. They were not encouraging you. Man, your problems are over. And Jesus, he went to Jesus and got his healing. But notice, he labored for his healing. Even the man that was born blind had to do something. Many of us will say, well, it's God, so there's nothing to do. It's God. God has already spoken. Isaiah the prophet spoke. So what can I do about it? It's over. I'm going to die. Ezekiah said, no. I'll change God's mind. You can change his mind. Why? Because it's his will for you to live. It's his will for you to be healed. It's his will for your finances to be healed. 
It is His will for your children to be healed. It is His will for everything in your life to be healthy. He came that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly. Let's believe this. We don't know how He's going to do it, but we believe it. And by and by, it took Ezekiah three days. I don't care how long it takes. I'm going to get there. Amen? Today is your day of healing. Amen? Today is your day of healing. The Lord is going to heal you. Today. Now, as we follow that story, I want to go for a little bit about that story. The people told Jesus, show us a miracle so we can believe that you are the one that God is sealed. Our fathers ate manna in the wilderness. Moses gave them manna. Jesus said, no, Moses didn't. My father, he is giving you true bread from heaven God today's communion Sunday true bread from heaven Jesus said your fathers ate that manna in the wilderness they are dead but this bread is what God packaged and sent to the world that everyone who eats of this bread will live and not die You can eat that bread today and your sickness will disappear. You know, in, uh, in uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 11, the Paul was saying to the Corinthians, you don't understand this communion thing. You guys don't understand. And because you are ignorant and you are not doing it in the proper way, that's why some of you are sick. So the communion is not just eating bread and drinking some cup. <laughs> Jesus didn't call it that. He said, because we think it's just ordinary bread, but that communion, Paul said, because you were not doing it right, that's why some of you are weak. You can't do anything much. You're weak spiritually. You're weak physically. You're weak. Because you're not doing the, the, the communion. You're not taking the communion in the right way. That thing has power to cause you to be sick or to be well. If you do it the right way, you can stay well. You do it the wrong way, you can be sick. Paul said some of you even die. That thing can cause you to lose your life here. According to Paul, 1 Corinthians chapter 11. That's how powerful this is. Christianity is of God. God is totally part of this. And when you take it in, you take God into your life, and your life will be transformed. You can now live part of the divine nature. Amen. In John chapter 6 verse 55 uh, through 57, Jesus said, For my flesh is food indeed. My flesh is food indeed. Because the people were arguing, is he going to give us flesh, his body to eat? You think Jesus will back away from it? He never did back away. He said, he said my flesh is food indeed. And my blood is drink indeed. He says, he who eats my flesh and drinks my blood abides in me and I in him. When you eat his flesh and drink his blood, you abide in him. Jesus said in John chapter 15, he said, uh, you are the branch, I am the vine. I am the vine, you are the branches. If you abide in me, you will bear fruit. In other words, the fruit is goodness on your life. Amen. Fruit. You become really full of fruit in your life. Everything is going well. Fruit. 
that God can enjoy. He says, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask whatever you will and it will be done. But Jesus here says, he who eats my flesh abides in me. If you eat my flesh and you drink my blood, you abide in me and I abide in you. In other words, you are hid inside Christ. How can sickness get to you? So we eat the Lord's body. When Jesus said those things, the disciples, many of them, didn't understand what he was saying. They, they said, we are Jews. We don't eat human beings. How can this prophet be telling us to eat flesh and blood? What is this? And the Bible said many of them were offended. But Jesus continued. He said, you have to eat this. This is how you have eternal life if you eat of my flesh and blood. And the disciples, they were, they didn't understand it. They felt bad about this type of preaching, but they if we got this is the Messiah, if we may not fully understand what he's saying, but we'll stay with him. Jesus asked them, Do you all want to go away? They said, We don't have anyone to go to. You, you are the one that we don't understand what you're saying, but we'll stay with you. But when Jesus on the day of the communion, when he took that the cup of wine and said to them, This is my body, they know oh, that's what he was talking about. If we drink this, then we abide in him. Oh, give us that cup. Notice nobody, Peter said, don't wash my feet. He didn't say, I won't drink your blood. He accepted, he knew what was going on. That means I'm going to be part of him, part of God. I eat his flesh and I drink his blood, part of him. None of them hesitated. And if you don't hesitate, how many of you heard that Peter was sick somewhere? You heard that? Peter was sick. Peter from the scriptures, Bible. What about Paul? I know some of us said Peter Paul was sick, but that's another time we'll talk about that. But Paul was never sick. If you'll be stoned, many of us here, if I'm stoned to the point of death, for the next three years I'll still be talking about my pains. Paul was going around preaching. <laughs> so God wants to heal you. Jesus made it clear. My flesh is food indeed. You want to live? Man does not live by bread alone, but by every word. That comes from the Father. Every word. You live by the word of God. So what must we do? Feed on the Son to live. Feed on the Son and you live. If you got good nutrition and you're taking care of yourself, you're never sick. If your body is short of certain things, some vitamins, you're going to be sick. But his, bo- his body, his blood, that's food. But again, the Bible tells us He is the Word. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God. Jesus was the Word of God. So if you feed on the Word, you will abide in Him, and He will abide in you, you'll bear fruit. So the thing is feeding on the Word, feeding on the Lord Jesus Christ for your miracles, beginning to determine what part of miracle from the Word that you need. Determine whether you need to eat beef today, or you need something else. If you need protein, you're exercising, and you need protein, you need to grow your muscles. Now, if you need to grow your muscles, and all you eat is bacon, you got a lot of fat in that, right? You need to eat something that's going to produce, give you protein. So you know what you need and you go to that part of the world that will give you what you need. He is the bread of life. 
He'll give you life as you feed on him. So you must have your breakfast. You must have your lunch if you're healthy. And you must have your dinner as well. If you refuse breakfast, we excuse that. And if you refuse lunch, we'll think, well, maybe he wants to eat just dinner. And then by dinner time, if you refuse to eat, we'll be you fasting. And if you are not fasting, the next question is, are you sick? If you refuse to eat God's word, you're sick. Spiritually. If he doesn't... So the word of God doesn't appeal to you something is wrong so you must have your breakfast and we're talking about healing this morning so for me I'm giving this to you for your breakfast this is what I would like to do amen for your breakfast as you wake up sometimes when I'm praying for people to be healed and after praying for them I tell them just as you take your medicine they tell you take two pills right in the morning with water and make sure you have something in your stomach. Did they tell you that? My wife does that and she says that. They have something, make sure you have something in your stomach. And so you take your, your two pills and you eat something. And then, say that's for money. And then three times a day. Don't they tell us that? Three times a day. You don't want to miss. Three times a day. And sometimes they tell you, you continue with this for seven days. The funny thing is, when you tell Christians that, they do it. They obey the doctors, right? But if I give the medicine from the world, they refuse to take it. They take it after two days. I say, well, I think it's not working. Yeah. I've tried it for two days. It's not working. Whereas the doctor will tell you to take it for two weeks. The, through the first week, you're still feeling bad. But you're saying, yeah, the doctor told me, that you won't quit. You keep taking it. Even though you're dying, you still take it. But if it's the word of God, we quit immediately. That's why we do ourselves a lot of disservice. Stay with the word. Amen. It's medicine for your body. For your life. So for breakfast, if you are in need of healing, this is what you do. Psalm 103, verse 1 through 3. <coughs> Excuse me. You say, bless the Lord, all my soul, and all that is within me, including the cancer, right? Bless his holy name. You think cancer would like to bless God's holy name? Absolutely not. Because he's a killer. But it's your own body and you're telling everything that is within you to bless his name. And if you're not going to bless God's name, you're out. Amen? So you say for your breakfast, bless the Lord, oh my soul, and all that is within me, including this cancer, bless his holy name. Amen. And the cancer will say, I don't want to bless his name and I'm out of here. Amen. Amen. Bless the Lord, oh my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, oh my soul, and do not forget all of his benefits. You got benefits, amen. How many of you are believers? Oh, yes. You got benefits. If you work with a good employer, they give you benefits, right? And usually when you sit down to, to, to with your employer and you're going to write the contract, you, you ask the person, are there any benefits in this employer? <laughs> Do you have benefits? They say, oh, we have great benefits. We have the 401k and we have all the insurance. Oh, you say, boy, that's a good job, right? When God has benefits for you, he says, don't forget his benefits. He's like, 
like if you get sick, uh, you got to go to the doctor, and the doctor says 5,000, and you are writing a check for 5,000, the doctor will take it, but you're dumb. You got benefits. The insurance will pay for that. The doctor is not going to refuse it if you want to give it to him. Amen. Use your benefits. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all, not some, all of his benefits. And his benefits. Who forgives all your iniquities? So if Satan is telling you maybe it's something that you did, maybe it's something that your father did, he rose in the line, uh, everyone in our family has been sick, you tell him no, he forgives how many of our iniquities? All of our iniquities. And he heals all of our diseases, including the one that I have right now. He's healed them. And then you cry out for your breakfast. Bless the Lord, oh my soul. And all that is within me. Bless his holy name. By the time you try that a few times, that demon of that sickness will decide, this is not a good place to live in. Amen. We need to go somewhere else. Amen. Amen. We've never taken that medicine. We are waiting for somebody who is anointed to lay his hands on us. What, what I call free grace. <laughs> and after a few days, the thing is back. And you don't even know how to deal with it. But take your medicine. And as you take that medicine, you remember that the word of God says, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And that it says also in Matthew chapter 4, that on that day, they, they brought everyone that was sick. So many of them. Because they heard that Jesus was healing. And he healed all of them. You know the way Jesus used to heal people? He'll lay his hands on them. That's, is that not amazing? Think about it. If you have thousands of people to lay hands on, how long it will take you to do that? Huh? That's how much he cares. He'll sit there and lay hands on every one of them. That's, that's special. Letting everyone know you're special. Not only them, but you also. Spend hours. I believe Jesus wants to heal you this morning. Regardless of what you have, he wants to heal you. He'll take that sickness away from you. I've seen God heal. And I know God heals today. And it happens so quickly. Sometimes you tell people that have back pain. I've seen that. And I tell them when we go out here and we're going to do that here this morning. We tell them, I tell them very clearly. Once I get through praying, I want you to bend down. And they do it, and the pain is gone. I remember when we were in the hotel, one of our members came just leaning on his wife so strongly she couldn't walk. He was hurting so bad. And we prayed for him, and he was going back, you know, limping to his seat. Some of you were there. And then I called him back. I said, no. And I told him, I'm going to pray for you, and as soon as I get through praying for you, I want you to bend immediately. The pain would not be there. And guess what? He walked out of that hotel by himself. No, not leaning on anybody. Do you think I healed him? <laughs> Jesus did. But he did something for it. Amen? And God will heal you this morning. Amen? So believe that. God wants to heal you. Your lunch, I'd like you to go to Exodus chapter 23. So you're taking your lunch so you can be healthy and the sickness leave you. 
In Exodus chapter 23, verse 25 and 26, he says, So you shall serve the Lord your God, and he will bless your bread and your water. That means everything you touch, your family, everything that concerns you is blessed. That's what God, if you are serving God, everything about your life is blessed. It may not appear blessed today, but God has already blessed it. And if God is blessed, he stays blessed. He says, he will bless your bread and your water. And he says, I will take sickness away from the midst of you. No one shall suffer miscarriage or be barren in your land. I will fulfill the number of your days. In other words, you will live long. I believe those scriptures very well because God will not lie. God wants to heal every one of us. He will take sickness away from our lives. This is what I want members of the Ark Fellowship to do. Every time you hear of a flu, of a flu remember you are part of the kingdom of God. Amen? The flu is for them, not you. You are not part of them. You are not part of them. The Bible says you are not of this world. Doesn't the Bible say that? God said you are not of this world. The flu is of the world. You are not part of that. It's when we prepare ourselves for the flu, that's when we get the flu. We actually prepare ourselves for it. I'm not saying don't go take flu shots. That's up to you if you want to. Amen? But somehow, if when you sneeze once and say, hmm, what's going on? You got the flu? And you say, I don't know. You sneeze the second time and they say, you surely look like you have the flu. And then you say, oh, yeah, I look, I'm, maybe I have the flu. Guess what you got? The flu. And thank God they have Asian flu. They have all the flus. No American flu. Again. <laughs> it's all coming from them. <laughs> so that from a swine or whatever, but American flu, no way. Uh, <laughs> So we make up our minds, no, that's not going to be for me. The word of God tells us in 1 Kings 8, 8 uh, verse 56, it says there has not failed one promise, one word of all the good promise that God has promised his people. Not one promise has failed. The thing is to labor. I find that, you know, as you grow up as a Christian, you begin to learn as you grow. I'm learning. I'm just with you. I'm learning as I put things, I experiment on what I've seen from the Word of God. I shared with the first uh, group here, the first service, that every year that I go to Nigeria, every year, almost every year I go, it doesn't take too long before I will catch whatever it was. I don't know if it's allergies or whatever it is, but I will always lose my voice. I cough. Like, I think one time I was in Angela's, uh, uh, Angela's mother's home, and she thought, this boy is going to die in my home today. You remember that, Angela? And the next day, it was completely gone. Remember that? It amazed her because she woke up and she was threatened. And I told her, don't worry, but she wasn't going to listen. <laughs> My son-in-law is not going to die here. And she was worried. But the next day, I was fine. So I knew there was something that's coming after me. I knew that. But every year that I go, it doesn't take too long. And I lose my voice. The funny thing is, I may hardly, you, when I'm dealing with people, I can hardly speak. But once I hold the microphone to speak, my voice will return. And I can preach. And then pray for the sick while I'm sick. <laughs> 
And God heals them. That's so funny. You figure that out, okay? Figure that out. God heals them, and I'm sick. Oh, let me learn. <laughs> Don't touch me with that sense. <laughs> but I'm praying for them. And usually they see one person sick, others want that anointing. Amen. <laughs> But this year, during prayer, I told them, I'm not going to have that this year, before we went. I didn't say the, to the congregation, I, but I told everybody here, yes, I, I normally will have this problem. But in my heart, I was going to fight that thing. I'm going to labor. That is not going to happen to me this year. I had the symptoms coming on me, probably from the very first service at John's, Pastor John's church. As I was sitting, I think it was Pastor West that preached the first time. And they saw symptoms were coming on me. And I said, ah, oh, no, 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 not this time. Not this time. No. This year, I'm going to pass this test. And I believe that that thing is broken. I don't have to go back there again and have to go through that. It's broken. When you labor and you fight the fight of faith, you will always win because God is on your side. Don't just tolerate it. Fight it. God is on your side. He loves you. Amen. So for your dinner, I like to the scripture that Pastor was used is Isaiah chapter fifty-three, verse four and five. He says, Surely he has borne our griefs. That word grief there means sickness. When Matthew read that scripture, when Matthew read Isaiah 53 in the Bible days, Matthew didn't read the word grief. That's not what it meant to him. Matthew saw sickness, no doubt. That's the only verse that starts with the word surely. That surely without a doubt, Jesus bore, he bore our sickness and carried our sorrows. That word means pain. Jesus took those things from us. Just as he bore our sin, he also bore our sickness. Many times we want to analyze why this came and all of that. I'm not saying you don't do what is right. Sometimes I go to the gym. I haven't been in the gym for a while, but uh, I go to the gym just to keep my body. So I've done my part. The rest is up to him. I do all I can do, but I'm going to stay healthy. God, my life, my, the number of my days will be fulfilled. So Matthew read, surely he has borne our sickness and carried our pain. Yet we esteemed him stricken of, and smitten of God and afflicted. He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. That has to do with sin. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. What will bring shalom to your life? Mean prosperity in every area of life. That's what it said. What will bring that? The punishment for, for that, to release that into your life, was placed on the Lord Jesus Christ, according to the scriptures. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and by his stripes we are healed. He bore your sickness. You don't have to tolerate it. You don't have to be afraid of dying. With long life, 
He will satisfy me. I believe those scriptures. So we want to stay with the word of God. That's what the word of God says. Peter also said, told us about that. There is no time you talk about sin and then don't talk about sickness according to the scriptures. Here in Isaiah chapter 53, Isaiah has told us that Jesus bore our sickness and carried our pains. But by his stripes we were healed. Also, he bore our sins as well. Now, First Peter chapter 2 verse 24 tells us, Who himself bore our sins in his own body on the tree, that we, having died to sins, might, be, might live for righteousness. So he's dealing with the sin part of it. But it's not complete. What Jesus did for us is not complete unless you talk about our healing. So he added, by whose stripes you were healed. That's when it's complete. Sin and sickness. They go together. These are two twin brothers S, S, sin, sickness. They are evil twin brothers. And God, Jesus took care of them on the cross for us. He took care of them. He whipped them real good. And if we believe, we can stay with, with our healing and our salvation. So God wants to heal you this morning. And need those that are helping with the communion to please come. Receive the communion for your healing. And after that, we'll be praying for the sick. You will come down here and receive your healing today. If you have a back pain, don't go home with that back pain. I used to say, if you can't see, open your eyes and see. Jesus said to the man with the withered hand, he said, stretch out your hand. The man could have said, Master, I am, my hand is paralyzed. I can't do that. Why don't you heal me? He stretched out his hand. His hand was restored whole as the other one. That's what you want to do today. Would you stand up with me? Please come and get uh, the communion elements for our healing. There's going to be testimonies of financial miracles in your life. I like to hear them. You know, God wants to hear them as well. 
I'm so confident about of his power to heal. God we're going to, is going to heal, heal your family, heal your marriage, heal your finances, heal your children, provide for their education, take care of you because you are a child. He loves you dearly. He loves you dearly. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Today is going to be a different day for those who want to get closer. Today is your day of healing, no matter what it is. I need you to believe God. You know, I believe God can change your DNA. Uh, yes, he can. We we are saying that in Africa, where people are born with sickle cell and it's a genetic disease, God heals them. They go test their DNA and find out it's changed. It's Jesus the Lord. He'll do it. He'll change your DNA. Don't accept it. Don't accept it. Believe it and God will change. I believe I should receive this. And as I said, it's not just the elements. In the mind of God, something spiritual is about to take place. If doing this can cause a man's death, if you do it right, and we're doing it right this morning, you can live. And your sickness will suddenly disappear. You may not understand, you may not feel anything, but you get home, God will remind you. You don't have the pain anymore. Don't wait for it to come back. Amen? Let me read this scripture to you. Jesus said, I am the bread of life. Your fathers ate the manna in the wilderness and are dead. This is the bread which comes down from heaven that one may eat. It's up to you. And not die. One may eat and not die. Jesus said, and the scriptures cannot be broken. The word of God will not disappoint you. I believe this morning that as you take this bread, which Jesus called his body, he told the disciples, take it. This is my body. As you eat it, just as Moses' rod became a serpent, not a serpent, but just like that, this will become medicine for every organ in your body. It will begin to heal everything that's wrong. Your bones will be healed. Your liver will be healed. Your pancreas will be healed. Because as this goes through your body, the miracles will begin to take place. Your mind will be healed. Everything that concerns you will be healed. Because he is that bread that came down from heaven that a man may eat and live. I need you to lift that bread up this morning to him and let him know that you believe that this is the bread from heaven and that you will receive. Dick, I'm going to ask you to pray over this. Father, now we 
Amen. Eat and be healed. Amen. If you find yourself spiritually weak and you don't understand but have a desire to get closer to God, this is it. If there's an addiction that's troubling you, this is it. Whatever it is that's hindering you, your walk with God, this is it. God will take care of it this morning. You will suddenly find yourself having a desire to be closer to God, wanting to spend time with Him. It's all by a miracle. I want you to label this morning in your heart that God, yes, this is it for me. And my life is going to be changed from this very hour. I'm trusting in you. Amen. Drew, Hunger, would you pray over this for us? Receive this for your healing. Amen. Now, finally, before we leave, if you are sick in the body or you felt the pain, still feeling it now, I'd like you to come out here so we can fulfill God's word in your life.